Hello and welcome to The Last Looks Podcast, a show where we catch up with talented hairstylists and makeup artists in the film and television industry. We'll pick their super creative brains and find out all the good stuff. Join me, your host, Jamie Lee, in finding out what's what in the hair and makeup departments around the world. And now, a word from our sponsor. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, Sammy. Thanks. So excited to be catching up again. Now, being that we're right in the midst of award season, virtual viewing parties have become our new norm. So any recommendations on how to get your best Zoom-ready hair look by using Hask hair products in support of, let's say, this year's Oscars? Yes, I got you guys covered. So just because we're hanging via virtual this year doesn't mean we have to compromise looking good, right? So it's super easy to get that red carpet looking hair without even leaving the house, which is awesome. All you have to do is grab one of our five-in-one leave-ins and spray your strands during the blow-dry process, which will detangle and protect. Then mix our curl mousse with a few drops of the curl jelly and evenly distribute throughout the hair post-blow-dry for voluminous and moisturized blowout. That seems like a pretty quick glam routine to me. It doesn't get much simpler than this. And all you need from here is a working Wi-Fi signal, and that's not something that Haas can really help you with. (laughs) definitely not hey question what if you feel a little wary about using heat on your hair just because of the possibility of damage that's actually why the five-in-one leave-in spray is such a holy grail product of ours it acts as a heat protectant and allows you to go to town when it comes to hot tools so if you'd rather air dry it also works wonders by eradicating frizz and giving your hair that natural shine whether it's on zoom or in real life. That sounds awesome, especially since we don't always want to blow dry. Yeah, I mean, it's important to give your hair a breather sometimes, even when in the midst of an award show. So that's why Hask wants to give everyone's hair the love that it deserves by only using what we call kind ingredients that'll treat and never harm your locks. Sammy, thank you and Hask for being part of the podcast today. Thanks for having me. And if anyone in the TV and film styling community ever needs help with supporting a project that they're working on, please send us an email at hask at stoneman management.net and we'd be happy to help that's awesome sammy thank you of course had a blast and now our feature presentation hello everyone and welcome to our bonus 2021 makeup and hair oscars special we have five of these beauties lined up for you to absorb and enjoy i'm so incredibly grateful to all the guests on these bonus episodes as i understand how precious everyone's time is when they're working full-time on a project and being bombarded with interviews it can all get a little overwhelming i'm sure so for that Thank you, thank you, and thank you. For each of the five bonus episodes, the nominees were all asked the same questions. So if I sound like a broken record, that's because I am. But as you'll hear, their answers are all very different. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Pictures up. Last looks. Rolling. And action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast team. Hey. Hello. And may I say a huge congratulations on your Oscar nomination for your work on the film Emma. 
Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Very exciting. Hey, now let's start with introductions. If you could tell us your name and what your position on the team was, please, that would be awesome. My name is Claudia Stolze. I was hair and makeup artist uh, on Emma and uh, on the main team. And I looked mainly after Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, did the wig for um, Miranda Hart. Maurice Langham was our uh, HOD. She hired us all. And we're a very happy team and we worked very closely together. And she sends her regards. She unfortunately cannot be here today. And I'm Laura Allen. I was the crowd hair and makeup supervisor on Emma. Okay, awesome. So let's start with when you heard the news that you'd been nominated, what was the first thought that came to mind? Gosh, there was no thought as such. (laughs) 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 uh, My brain went... Blimey, did we really? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that was then replaced with, God, how wonderful, how fantastic. I didn't see that coming. I mean, that's that's, awesome. not because I didn't believe in us, it was just, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. What about you, Laura? Yeah, it's um, it's such an epic achievement just to, just to be nominated. So I think it was just total shock. I heard from a friend first. Yeah, and a message popped up and the colleagues I'm working with at the moment thought something had awful had happened um, because I just took like this massive gasp. Yeah, it didn't sink in for a while, but um, it's pretty pretty cool. (laughs) And I rang, when I heard, I rang Marie straight away and she said, I need to see proof. True? Really? Can you send me a photograph of of the nominations? Okay. So she only believed it when I sent her actually a screenshot of the official nomination list. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no harm in that. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to make sure. She's like, is this fake news? What's happening? Yeah, Yeah, we were all quite speechless. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Now, at the beginning, like you've you've worked on the film and it comes out and then it's time the award season's kind of creeping up. What helps you guys decide to submit your work to the Academy in the first place to be considered for an Oscar? What kind of, what makes you think, yep, we've we've got a film here that has a chance of getting in there? Well, um, I wasn't involved in this decision-making that we would submit it. I guess it's the producers who decide we will submit this product to the Academy for consideration. Yeah, maybe Maurice would know more on that from... Yeah, she probably would have the answer to that. But um, I just can surmise that um, they thought that we have created something quite unique and very harmonious. So the film as a whole, together with costume, with production design, with all the settings that everything was in, and uh, that it just created a very harmonious and believable whole, and that the individuals were developed in a beautiful and uh, proper way, and so that all the hair and makeup from every single person who was involved in the film was so that it supported the actors in their acting and helped them shine and become who they want to be in their characters, I suppose. If I were the decision maker, that's what I would base it upon. Yeah, that makes total sense. Laura, do you have anything to add? No, I'm totally with Claudia on that one. I I wouldn't have been part of that huge decision to to be submitted to the Academy. Um, I'm very grateful whoever did make that decision. <laughs> but yeah, totally. Um, everything that Claudia said, you know, the 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 harmony and sort of working alongside everything else in the film and 
I feel like that would have been the, the reason that it was submitted. That's amazing. Now, talk us through two characters from the film, makeup and hair wise, from like research and development through to just daily daily workings and daily application. Yeah, as I said earlier, I looked mainly after Anya Taylor-Joy. Because we started quite late, we came very late to the party. We had about a week and a half of prep before the first pre-shoot day. So we really hit the ground running and many looks were actually conceived and executed on the hop. I had a couple of fittings with Anya and um, Maurice had um, discussed with Autumn, our director, uh, the hair color, the choice of hair color. And they apparently they looked at photographs of Anya as a child and they decided that blonde was the way to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, she looks absolutely beautiful in blonde, cream and cream. <laughs> mm. And uh, yeah, so I had a couple of fittings with Anya and spoke with Autumn about what her vision was. And uh, she has such a a clear artistic vision and she was very adamant about the tools that we used and the quality of the ringlets that we she was very much into her ringlets yeah <laughs> and, <sure>. um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Maurice had found some beautiful uh, little designs paintings of the era where everything looked incredibly dainty and delicate and that was quite exactly what what autumn wanted it to be dainty and delicate and so yeah every day my hot tongs came out from out of the little tongue heater and um, oh. it did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of curls in the beginning i used her own hair mainly but because her hair had to be dyed every week so she would not have any regrowth whatsoever wow. uh, giving away that she was actually a dark-haired girl oh. um I, I had to start treating her hair like like a raw egg and um, introduced um, a made weft to use as ringlets and then use her own bulk of her hair with, without using too much heat on them. And every day, well, the night before I would go to costume and ask, would there be collars? Would there be hats? If hats, what hats? Big hats, small hats? Uh, would, would we have to pin them just to see what shape of hair do I would have to come up with the next day? And that I would not have the... Um, eternal fight with a collar all the time. So mm. it was very much decision-making in in the instant of it happening. So Anya was the most wonderful patient. <laughs> she just sat there and let me get on with it, and it was beautiful. And uh, she has gorgeous hair. And, uh, yeah, so every day we came up with something else. <laughs> so are you saying that the entire hair and makeup team only had a couple of weeks prep and that's it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we were wow. for quite some time on the back foot until we caught up with ourselves. Yeah, that's amazing. <clears throat> well done. <laughs> and Laura? Yeah, well, I was the last person to join the team. So I think a week, week and a half's prep was, was all I had. And obviously, you know, working in crowd, you, you know what it's like, the amount of fittings you have to get through before you even start shooting is pretty huge number costume had obviously done their fitting so I was sort of recalling people back in to fit and sort of catching up on what had already been established with costume. Maurice had obviously done a fair amount of research by the time I joined. I mean I say a fair amount she'd only had possibly like half a week more but her referencing is is beautiful and and the stuff that she had obviously gone through with Autumn our director it was so great to work with such thorough visuals a lot of her images that sort of came my way were from costume diagrams and they all had these lovely like elongated necks and as as Claudia said it was very delicate 
very um sort of a not not a, a full brushed out set if you like these curls were you know they took a bit of working um and getting used to compared to other period dramas that i have experienced anyway but yeah i think that that was a massive thing from the beginning but you know on like a day-to-day application and, and stuff it's it was just getting shapes in a lot of the time we'd have to lose a lot of bulk of hair um a lot of background artists that are put forward for period dramas because they have you know those lovely face shapes have you know your sort of virgin hair that's full and thick and unlayered and that's great but on something like this we had to lose a lot of the bulk of that hair wrap and then just dress a really small amount on top it was really simplified which worked with everything else in the film but it did take a while because you know if you if you dress that whole bulk of hair it would end up huge so yeah we'd we'd spend our time doing that and as well to match what Claudia and Maurice were doing with cast we would spend a lot of time meticulously going through with beard tongs um your sort of nine mil beard tongs that have been in the tongue oven and going through people's hair sometimes making weft pieces for fronts if they have quite fine hair that we didn't obviously didn't want to damage and keep retonging throughout the day Claudia, I just wanted to ask, did you do Anya's makeup as well? No, that was Maurice. Okay. Is there anything you guys wanted to talk about makeup-wise? It was it was a more or less no makeup look. So most, there was no, no eyeliner involved, nothing like that. Um, no mascara. Yeah. Um, it was about enhancing the, the complexion. That's the one. That's the word. Yes. And uh, just enhance their features, but in a very subtle way, because um, that era didn't have much makeup going. It was all very subtle and was not meant to look like makeup, which can be a challenge in itself. I think so. And what about facial hair for the guys? Yeah, we had quite a few sideboards, sideboards, sideburns, either uh, elongation to existing sideburns or if somebody couldn't grow their own for whatever reasons, obviously they would have have them and yeah we had to redress them every day and um, very delicately again that is Maurice's style that everything has to be delicate and imperceptible and I think she really really achieved that as far as I could see when we saw it on the big screen you could not see the joint of where the facial started and the own hair ended so uh, yeah so there were quite a few guys that had to have be had to have help in that department awesome so while you guys were shooting what did you find to be your biggest challenge well, sometimes the time factor was not easy to deal with. That mm, everything, yeah. Well, not everything, but a few things had to be really decided upon very quickly. Um, obviously, British weather. It's not LA weather. Wreak <laughs> 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 havoc on little dainty curls, um, which it sometimes did. And so we had to retong and retong and just shoo everybody back indoors <laughs> as soon as there was a raindrop coming down and we had very little easy ups and it was a bit complicated to do all the uh, morning prep in easy ups just next to the location but I think the, the, there, were, there was one guy who Maurice looked after he was cast for another film in the middle of our shoot and those guys got precedence over us and they shaved his head <laughs> yeah and we, oh my god oh, and I think we had three or four days to adapt a wig to make it look exactly like his own hair oh my goodness and uh, yeah that that was a bit of a ha ah moment um, but I think Maurice did that beautifully I couldn't tell the difference but uh, maybe other people could um, and then we had a lady who sent us a photograph of her with long blonde hair 
medium mm. blonde hair. Uh, with it. She was cast with a day's notice. And uh, we did, in case her blonde wasn't quite right, we had some wigs sent over from the wig makers and she arrived and her hair was down to her bum. <laughs> Super oh, thick and half blonde and half grey. Sort of the, the bottom half was blonde, the top half was grey and none of the wigs fitted. So I had to dig deep, 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 deep into my stock of hair and uh, um, weft. And I did find one piece of weft that matched her hair perfectly because I never throw anything away you never know (laughs) (laughs) and so that saved the day that piece of weft saved the day we could actually send her out with her own hair and and just hit the blonde under the ringlets so wow but that was yeah that was actually that happened on the day like ah So, yeah, things like that. But, um, I mean, these are things, you come across those things all the time and somehow you just learn to think on your feet and and find a solution. And that's part yeah. of the fun, I think. And Laura? I mean, Claudia already mentioned the weather was a bit of a nightmare. We started shooting in March, which in the UK is, you know, your early spring is just not the time to be shooting outside with all these lovely, delicate, curls everywhere (laughs) yeah it was a bit of a nightmare at times our biggest challenge i would say was keeping on top of those curls keeping them looking fresh because even in our lower classes you know there was still that softness around the fronts even if they had bonnets on i mean there was one day in particular where it was soaking and everyone got drenched um Mm. Oh God, yes, we could just the only thing we could do was have a stock of of weft and we'd sort of make ladders Mm you know, just to sort of put on the sides and you could switch them out throughout the day instead of having to get them back to somewhere, you know, like an easy mm. up or a crowd base where we could mm. go and retong. So yeah, things things like that I'd say were our were our biggest challenge. I think it really paid off the the beautiful delicate curls but they were a pain to keep on top of (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like Keith were thinking ahead though I mean having those pieces pre-curled that you could just swap out like that's that's thinking ahead of time really isn't it yeah I think we we started with the young girls when when the sort of the crocodile girls when we're seeing at the school was the Mm. first thing we shot so by the time we got to the bigger sort of town scenes we'd sort of learnt that we needed to think think ahead a little bit which was definitely um definitely worked in our favor for those bigger days and it was that happened the, the drench drenching rain happened in lower slaughter <laughs> very up name yes <laughs> so it did remember it was a beautiful place and it was what so the location was called say it again lower slaughter <laughs> oh my gosh yeah as well yeah <laughs> What is the history of that place? Oh my goodness. A really beautiful part of the world. (laughs) I love it. So I guess continuing on, what were some standout lessons you may have learnt throughout the shoot? I feel like every time I do a job, I certainly come away with something that I've learnt. So what was it for you guys? Absolutely. Oh God. Well, there's a solution for everything. I mean, that's something I learn on every film. On this one in particular, and basically, if you run into problems, just don't give up. Not like me with computers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give up though, Claudia. You're here. <laughs> yeah, you're here. Just an inside joke for those listening. Um, we had a little technical difficulty at the beginning, but Claudia made it through to the end and we are all here. So <laughs> lesson learned. It's a tears when it comes to computers. But so to 
tenacity and not giving up will actually, in the end, lead you to a solution. And that is actually part of the fun. On this particular occasion, I really embraced the um, difficulties and turned them into a positive experience. And I think that's what I'm taking away from that film. Yes, I love that, Claudia. I would, yeah, totally second that, just to not be afraid. I mean... I definitely had a moment when we were bringing these beard tongs around sort of set with us and, you know, <laughs> put, putting tongs that obviously have no thermostatic control on, you know, like your fine baby hairs around the front. Yeah, definitely had a moment of like, oh, really worried. And then, you know, the continuation of doing that day in, day out on, on the same hair was obviously such a worry. But as Claudia said, there's always a way. You always find a solution. Mm. You think on your feet. If something isn't working, you, you find a way around, which mm -hmm. I think is the biggest thing I learned. It's just not, yeah, not, not to be afraid of anything. We're, we're always mm -hmm. adapting, always learning. Even when something seems impossible at the start, you mm. always find a way around, which is yeah. what makes our job so, so fun, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So this can sometimes be a difficult question to answer for some. What do you feel sets your work apart from your fellow nominees? Mm. <laughs> that is a difficult question, yeah. right? Because all the films are so different. <laughs> so They're it's... so different, right? Well, it's just the genre that sets it apart from the other films. I think yeah. all the films that are nominated, they are such a diverse genres, so so different in in what they had to achieve. I think they just had their every every team had their own completely unique challenges. So to directly compare us to others, I don't think it's possible because there was a film that was very strong on prosthetics and there was one that was very, very strong on modern looks. Ours is very, very strong on, on period looks. So it's, yeah, I think we are just in very good company and uh, I can only say, well, good luck to all of us. Absolutely. Mm. And Laura? Yeah, totally the same. I think it's so hard because everyone stands out for, you know, for different things. I think... As, as with everyone, attention to detail and, and doing something that, that even like with a film like Emma that's been done before many, many times, keeping it still interesting and new and fresh. Yeah, I think that's that sort of doesn't set us apart from other nominees, but it, it sort of, I hope, is a reason that we're we're in the in the mix. That's awesome. Well answered, ladies. <laughs> um, I think what sets your nomination apart from the other nominees is the fact that you're crowd supervisor on the ticket, oh. which <laughs> you don't you don't see very often. So it doesn't I happen think that's an awful awesome. lot. No. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. It's really nice cool. to um to be a part of it. I think mm. crowd is a department that's so often overlooked because obviously cast do do so much and yeah it's, it's really nice it's really nice for it to get the recognition yeah any crowd supervisors or anyone who's done any work in a crowd room will know the amount of work that goes in is is mm -hmm. just as huge so yeah it's, it's really nice really nice to get the recognition and it's not easy to to gel the two aspects together so a fantastic crowd supervisor manages to completely seamlessly fit in with the overall look it's, it's not like the crowd is an afterthought but it is just as important as the main characters because if if crowd looks different then it doesn't gel together so uh, yeah. yeah I think that really needs yeah. to be recognized 
Absolutely. That's awesome. Hey, and did you guys want to take a moment to give a shout out to those that helped on the project? Because as we all know, it takes a team. So mm. just if you wanted to say thanks to anyone, please do. Yeah. I mean, on behalf of Maurice, she asked me to pass this on. And obviously from me as well, she wants to shout out to Tunde, Tunde Kieschbenke, who was uh, on our main team. She created some extraordinary, beautiful hairstyles. And to Angie, she was our trainee. Maurice was um, keen on uh, mentioning those two. And um, I would love to thank um, Denise. She was on our main team. She colored Anya's hair every week. And I mean, she's just a wonderful spirit. And with her wicked laugh, she kept us going. (laughs) And yeah, so I'm, I'm eternally grateful to her good spirit and her expertise as a, as a colorist. That's awesome. I would like to, I mean, firstly, Maurice, for having me on the job. I feel so, so, so grateful. All the lovely, lovely girls in main team. Yeah, your support throughout was was amazing. And mainly to Emma, my junior, and every daily that came out and relentlessly did those crowd calls with me. As you said, we're only as strong as our team. So yeah, can't do big crowd numbers on your own. So <laughs> I can't. No. Take, I can't. I can only take a tiny bit of credit for the amount of work that went in. <laughs> I mean, you can certainly try and get through them all, but I could you know. try. It might take me a while, though. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, yeah. ladies, it has been so insightful to learn more about what it took to get your work on camera daily, and in turn bring you to this point today of being nominated for an Oscar. So again, congratulations, and thank, thank you for joining you. me. Thanks so much, Jamie Lee. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. For links to see more about our guests, go to our Instagram at The Last Looks Podcast or our website, thelastlookspodcast.com. If you want to keep up with new episodes being released, be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, or any podcast streaming platform. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, share it. The Last Looks podcast would like to thank Brett Stanley and Sabrina Castro, the song Fun Time by DJ Quads. Thanks for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap, people.